practicing the cessation of dukkha is the uh, stress and suffering and tension and conflicts that we compound so naturally you have what's called the sabawa dukkha which is the dukkha of of pain, physical pain and uh, separation and death these kinds of things and then the the sankata dukkha is the dukkha we generate through our fear, resistance, antipathies uh, defending blindness, ignorance, clinging, craving and so on yeah. a lot of it being pretty much reactive rather than deliberately figured you know, we just get caught in strongly reactive patterns and so a system we can't meet um, say pain, disappointment uh, being shamed um, feeling like a failure um, not fitting in and social dukkha occurs you know so we kind of can't really handle it so the t- system tends to shut down or, or defend itself so you get intensely self-centered um, experience and this is obviously a potential we have just about being born within a separative form body and it becomes exacerbated by social contact uh, where and particularly when a social contact is about you know comparisons and best and supreme and who's the, who's the best comp- competitive ones so this is very much the paradigm of a of um, modern society highly performance driven highly self-conscious highly self-critical highly comparative lots of standards of excellence being proclaimed which people can't possibly arrive at so the sense of self is extremely stressed through that stress it just becomes neurotic really overemphasized and constantly self-critical and defensive and fearful closes down always wondering what do people think of me am I this enough Uh, what if somebody's you know and projecting onto each other so as we so often recognize the amount of you know other people can be suffering for us uh, and it's something we even in our wiser moments we realize no it's, but no, it's just people but on an instinctive level other people are something I have to defend myself from or uh, feel, feel tension around can't relax in the presence of other people and this is just the, the conditioning that people experience there's a lot of emphasis and I think this is much stronger than it was at the time of the Buddha uh, where in Indian society a lot more sense of belonging and bonding and not a lot, a lot of competition you know, clearly there's greed, hatred and delusion but there isn't that intense self-conscious performance driven stuff you belong to a, a network uh, and so uh, you know you are uh, bonded into a network by family village tribe class caste and so on so quite a lot of the Buddha's exhortations are well you know separate yourself from this very dense weave but um, when you take that literally the western mind you're already <laughs> There is no weave to separate several. <laughs> There's no kind of intensely bonded family experience. Everybody's 
it's all fragments. So, so uh, by and large, you know, one of one of our features that we we very much encourage, and, and it's challenging, is to live in community. And uh, by and large, this is the most challenging experience. Precepts, not too difficult. Renunciation, not too difficult. It's comfortable. Living with other people, difficult. Difficult. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yet, we're all keeping precepts. We're all intending goodwill and kindness. We're all trying to be cooperative. Why is it so difficult? <laughs> why, why is it so difficult? Yeah. Why do we get so edgy and, and, and tense? And it's not a, a rational process, it's instinctive. So to, to features within that, the experience is one, the, the absence of a sense of belonging in a comfortable situation where you feel pretty much, you know, at ease and flowing. And the other is the heightening of the sense of self, which becomes the doer of practice. And this again is where classical teachings, in my opinion, just my opinion, sometimes don't quite hit the mark because there's a lot of emphasis in classical teachings of, you know, get out and make an effort. You really put, apply yourself, make a strong effort for liberation, make a strong effort for liberation. And I say, yeah, 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 I'd say that. Well, I'd sort of say that in a way, but I to say you have to be quite careful what that effort is. Because when the effort's coming from this isolated, fearful, pressurized self, they don't know how to liberate. <laughs> they only know how to apply pressure. They don't know the release button. They only know how to apply pressure. Because that's what it's learned, how to push myself to get better results. It knows that. How to push myself to get better results because that's what it's learned but the result it doesn't know is how to stop suffering (laughs) it doesn't know how to direct itself in that way because its efforts have always been trained and programmed into make sure that everybody will approve you you'll be good enough you'll win the you know and so forth so it's a it's an egotistical effort and, and very often in practice, in a strange way, it becomes almost counterproductive. And it keeps heightening the sense of how much I have to do. And, and the more you're doing it, you're still getting, an, in fact, an increasing sense of tension and stress because it's coming from the wrong place. And the actor is the one that builds up stress, doesn't know how to release it. <laughs> so the more you energize it, the more stress it builds up. Yeah. So we have to find out why is community not just seen as, as helpful? How does it become helpful? How do we make an effort? Well, very simply speaking, really, it's uh, you come from your ideas and your strategies and your clearly defined systems which are up in your head and you come down into your heart and um, you do that essentially by coming into your body basically because it's very difficult to come into the heart 
when it's in a state of stress, it closes down. So you come into your body, you find where you feel a sense of it's just here. You know? So it's what I call the safe place or the ground, which has no predicate. It's not good, it's not bad, it's not what it should be, it's not what it shouldn't be, it just is what it is. It's the given. There's no adjectives at all. There's no consequence. There's no obligation. There's no result. There's no annexed. It's just this. That's what I call the ground. And you can come into that in your body where finally there's a feeling you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to practice. You don't have to. Whatever it is, you don't have to. (laughs) You don't have to feel good. (laughs) You don't have to be nice. You don't have to have any ideas. You don't have to. You just don't have to. (laughs) And you, you know, you can relish that. What would that be like? And there's a certain. This is a grounding, and it's a given. And if you can. You can touch into that, as I've been trying to indicate various ways through an embodied sense. It's very internal. It's it's pre-personal. It's not a person. It's not an identity of any kind. It's just that as a tone, you could say, or a piece of territory in our in our consciousness, which is just about that. And our personality is always building on that so so there's a place where oh, uh, and then you you sense there you, from there you can sense I am in a free space and this is where your heart starts to come alive again free from pressure and we notice if you touch into that that free space and you begin to appreciate it certain qualities arise that I call transpersonal and where they're, they're, we're all there for all of us and certain qualities arise one is a certain quiet empathy, joyfulness, loving quality it's kind of nice it's often quite gentle and uh, it's heartful uh, and this is the origin of where the Brahma-viharas really spring from as not as something that I I do but something that is there for me and it's, it's a transpersonal and it's the same for all of us and so you know, we begin to receive the quality of our own innate good heart which can be closed through all the attempts to be good and what I should be it can be closed just allowing yourself to experience a simple quality of may I be well Why shouldn't I? 
And of course, as soon as one puts it in words, it's the person speaks. So but I have to use words, but it's it's a it's a non-verbal quality of, of warmth, yeah, empathy. And it's really it's 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 holistic. It's not really to myself and to other people, it's just this sense of one's living in an innate quality of of goodwill because why not? Why shouldn't? <laughs> So this is a kind of, uh, you know, uh, almost a refuge place. And when you consider it, of course, why shouldn't why shouldn't I feel goodwill? Why shouldn't I feel comfortable with myself? If I don't feel comfortable with myself, that's not that's that's a, that's a disease. This is the truth. The truth of being that is lost through this constrictions that get generated social conditioning self-image self-concern self-consciousness self-aversion self-criticism comparisons contrasts projections what does she think of me did they see the way he looked at me probably doesn't like me you know what he said yesterday really meant that he was getting at me now I want to think about it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what I said two days ago I realised that I must have been deeply offensive because you know she hasn't spoken to me since you had up all these statistics of, of you know and every one of them always points to guilty <laughs> there's nothing but <laughs> there's only one verdict <laughs> why is that because <laughs> What is that? <laughs> How is it so easy to immediately assemble a whole array of judges to declare you guilty? Like that. You know? And is there anyone who say, no, she's innocent? Because <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you're in the courtroom, <laughs> you're already a criminal. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be in the courtroom. <laughs> How to get out of that in, into the free space? Yeah. yeah. So there's this kind of quality here, you know, transpersonal. And I think one of the beauties of, of this depth process of meditation is we can, through our particular you know peculiarities, you, we can all, we can come back to that and stay there. And let it, let it, let it move, let it swell. Bathe in it, sit in it. You know, drink it in. Get it through the tissues and the pores and the skin and the fibres, and then into the mind, where all the stories of why I'm so wrong, and it can begin to like deconstruct those. I, you know, I don't have to keep the same thing going. You know, I may have been wrong. I may have done wrong. I've, surely, yes. But I don't have to keep that going. You know? Because there's this, there's this other quality that one can abide in. Yeah. 
Now, living in in uh, in situations because we do, you know, we have to also rise into a personal form, where it's this my time and in my room and my boots and on Thursday I'm going here and you know my uncle is like this and so forth you know definitely personal form you know one of the big challenges we all face is how to integrate this some of these transpersonal depths that we can touch into and let that quality rise into our personal lives to reset them because this is the you know the lifestyle the major or one of the major forms of practice is how to you know reset or have one's personal world reset and you begin essentially always from the position of noticing and this is what community is about because here's where we we both we can sit and perhaps come into a transpersonal senses and then we also rise into a personal form. We do this every day. You know, every day I'm dissolving, every day I'm coming back into being this Buddhist monk sitting here, talking to people, having so forth. You know, and that movement, and you're doing the same thing. So you want to witness as you're coming into, you know, often the most significant times in meditation are when you're first entering and you're beginning to kind of hopefully, you know, dismantle or process some of the the personal structures and then when you're coming back out again and you're going back into saying and doing and speaking and people and things like that and how you, you sort of try to capture that gradually slowly and attentively so you integrate into into your life mm-hmm. and the very mode of that is also part of the message you know we all know Yes, goodwill, yes, forgiveness, yes, being patient, yes, yeah. But, you know, you've got to take it lightly. You've got to let it kind of happen. Because otherwise it becomes another set of, I should be, I should be, I should be. And then the same mindset takes over. So this is particularly why I know so well because you're living in the monastic community and then with the vineyard training can be exceptionally refined and you can study rules where they go down to refined details of, of you know, well, in this case it's this, in this case it's that and you get these refined details and sub-commentaries on, you know, particular interpretations of refined aspects of training rules you can drive yourself nuts with this stuff and every one of them as you look at it you realise oh god I've done that wrong (laughs) I probably did now I can't remember now but I probably did that wrong and I can't exactly know what I did but I think my mind must have been you know when you go into these kind of harrowing and again there's only one verdict The more rules, the more guilt. And I wasn't such a bad person before I came along. <laughs> I was quite, you know, very careless, but generally genial. <laughs> and now I realise I'm steeped in, in, in evil tendencies. So what's going on? <laughs> because of who's, who, the one who's reading the book is the problem. 
the one who's trying to become it is the problem. It's, it's you know, you, we take uh, these transversal inclinations like, I genuinely, you know, I really genuinely wish to avoid harming people. I really genuinely want to avoid being covetous, craving, malicious, spite. I really, that's true, I do. So you're going to reflect upon it and turn back to your transpersonal qualities. Of, you know, you don't come to a monastery to, to fool around and have fun and manipulate people or bully people, do you? <laughs> you know, I'm going to go there and bully and dominate and be a real nuisance to everybody else. <laughs> you go with a feeling, yeah, I want to help out. You know, I want to, you know, let, let go of a few things. And you've got to keep coming back to that uh, and, gener- and sit in it and generate it and, and really enjoy that quality, the transpersonal goodness, because it will come into your personal form. And I tell you, it will come more or less effortlessly. And here, again, I'll be slightly paradoxical, in some ways, make little effort. Yeah. Basically because your effortful person is, for many of us, is your enemy. It's your hypercritical, stressed, anxious, structured, self-conscious aspect. And again, you know, just everything's going to be, take it, and you can listen to it and you can put it there against everything else but most of your practice I would suggest has to be really strongly the word relax has to be written in bold and crooned into your ears (laughs) (laughs) not even demanded of you (laughs) just gently wouldn't a little bit of relaxing be nice now? (laughs) You know, just a whisper, the little notion. Just they don't have to relax, but <laughs> but if you felt like it, that would be we'd rather enjoy that because <laughs> you actually you're much easier to live with when you relax. <laughs> I can I can bear with you being a little bit sloppy. It's just I can handle that. But when you get uptight and militant <laughs> and demanding to get it right, it drives me nuts. <laughs> Could you be like slightly casual and uh, you know, just kind of croon it into your ears? Because um, you want to come out of this this intensely, you know, desperate structure, uh, and and then you potentize your goodness just by relaxing into that and just asking yourself repeatedly. Are you, you know, what do you really want? Really? You know? Do you want to be friendly and warm or would you like to be on top of everybody else? Uh, I'd certainly just be peaceful with other people. Yeah. Would you like to be, you know, get everything your own way or would you like to be adaptable? <laughs> you know? Would you like to feel a sense of uh, mutual respect or, you know, simple things? Uh, so you just 
and you just kind of potentize that quality of goodwill that we all have and trust it because if your mind remains open in that kind of relaxed way those qualities naturally start to permeate it's almost like a like a, a material medium if the channels are too tight the good stuff can't get through it you know it's like what we're doing in qigong if your body if your muscles are too tight no matter the effort you make you can't get the energy because it's it can't get through you have to loosen enough to allow the good stuff to come come through and just that sort of like as we do in qigong just that minimal sense of well just move the hand just move the hand it's not (laughs) get it wrong get it wrong until it starts to flow by itself so that's what I mean by minimal effort just enough to, to to navigate so why we have the, the puja in the morning is just to keep touching into dwelling in refreshing in what do I really want what do I really need you know, what's, what's here for me without a should and so these transpersonal qualities can then they can start to speak and sometimes that means actually as they as you relax or as you start to open up then certainly difficult things can begin to express themselves in your own mind but you also feel well maybe this is just things that had to be ventilated and stand with that bear with that with a mind of openness and goodwill and this way we begin to generate a particular form of practice and as I've been saying with the Qigong there's the obvious form you know you stand you do this you do this that's the obvious form the subtle form you can't see with your eyes the subtle form is just how the energy can travel from your chest down into your fingertips you can't see it you can feel it similarly when we practice we have our obvious forms we sit we chant you know we move around we do our duties and we have our subtle form which is here I am sort of relaxing into my legs here I am opening into my heart here I am relaxing the need to be improved here I am softening my defences here I am daring to let someone else know how I'm feeling (laughs) without shame or guilt so we we start to cultivate these and this way you you build up a practice that's uh, less contrived, less self-conscious and much more in line with realising and um, making use of these transpersonal qualities so offer this for your reflection Thank you.